you've discovered TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. The best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. It is a privilege to be embraced by animals and have them let you see who they truly are because animals are amazing and you don't know that until you really engage with them live with them care for them be around them if you force them to be how you are you don't get to see much of them but i'll tell you they have so many qualities that are superior to the qualities in humans and they have so much to teach and they have so much wisdom and they are so connected to the world of spirit that if you will lay bare to them you will learn much to that end we would like to uh invite to our show we've uh brought in tonight um carol buckley and she co-founded the elephant sanctuary which is out in tennessee and they have i believe at this time 19 elephants there on this huge like 2700 acres where they uh, take an, uh, elephants who have been previously abused and uh, they give them truly sanctuary. Would you welcome to the show to hear some wonderful stories and some heart-wrenching stories, Carol Buckley. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you're in a process right now with one of your beloved elephants who is getting ready to uh, leave the planet. Yes, we are. This is Deli. She's our oldest elephant. She's 62 years old. She's been with us four short years, but they've been um, glorious, a glorious time. And she came to us actually um, from a horrific situation. She's the first elephant in the United States that was ever confiscated by the government, uh, and the reason was because she was abused. She had a severe and deadly case of osteomyelitis, which uh, is taking her life at this point. Um, of course, when she was confiscated, they thought that she would die immediately, and she didn't. She so thrived in this environment here that she's lived four years, but she is passing now, and she is quite comfortable. She's been down for um, almost three weeks now. Uh, in her, uh, what we call, you know, just in her deathbed. She's um, in her personal stall in the barn with all the other elephants, all of her friends, and she's uh, on a nice, comfortable pile of shavings and hay, and she has uh, caregivers attending to her uh, 24-7. And she seems to be thriving on it because she's uh, remained a little longer than anyone might have expected. And what we try and do for her in this hospice care is to make sure that all of her needs are met, and that she is pain-free and fear-free. 
So how do the other elephants respond to this? Well, in this case, um, Delhi has two very close friends. Uh, two of the elephants are her closest friends, and they're keeping a somewhat constant vigil. What's their uh, names? That's Misty and Delory. And, um, and so they uh, pretty much are, it's a very sort of quiet uh, process. There's, there's no anxiousness. There uh, doesn't seem to be any fear um, associated with the process. But there's a lot of uh, attention, being very attentive. So Misty and Delory are uh, continually in Delhi's uh, company. And then the other elephants, who of course know Delhi and are close to her, but probably not as significantly as Misty and Delory, um, spend sort of vigil time with her, uh, standing close and um, you know being in her presence yeah. for extended periods of time. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Carol Buckley, who is one of the, I guess you're one of the founders of the Elephant Sanctuary. Do, do some of the elephants cry? When, when they lose one of their friends? Well, uh, last year we lost Jenny, and Jenny had been with us for 10 years, and she had been reunited with an elephant from her past, and that reunion, it was a powerful reunion. It was actually captured on film and became part of a documentary called The Urban Elephant. And in 2000, that documentary was released, and um, it changed and affected thousands of people's lives. Uh, and so Jenny passed away, and her significant other, this elephant named Shirley, who they had been together when Jenny was a little baby and then separated for 23 years mm. before Shirley met up with Jenny again at the sanctuary, that relationship and that bond was so strong that when Jenny passed away, Shirley grieved so deeply that we were concerned for her health. Uh, she, uh, they don't weep uh, sort of verbally the way that we do. Yes. But everything else is so obvious. Their posture, their eyes, their face, you know, they don't have... Any appetite, um, they're, they just hang their head low and they don't respond and, you know, Shirley didn't respond to us for almost three days. And luckily, there's another elephant named Bunny who Shirley was close to, not nearly as close as she was to Jenny, but Bunny is the individual who somewhat saved Shirley from, from the misery of it all. Um, but very definitely, even though Physical tears are not shed. There's bellowing and other verbalizations that, that if you know elephants, you can say that's excruciating emotional pain that yes. they're expressing. So how did this other elephant show the compassion that brought, was it Ginny or right? that brought Ginny out? How, how oh, oh, no, okay, that brought so Shirley out. Shirley out, yeah. okay. Um, well, what Bunny did was to be with Shirley, 
just to be with her, yep. to touch her and talk to her and just be that shoulder for her to lean on, physically that shoulder for her to lean on, and without any expectations and just showing her how much she loved her. And um, that really is, you know, what helped Shirley. And, of course, now Shirley and Bunny are nearly, I, I would say they are as close as Shirley and Jenny had been before Jenny passed away. You know how people hold hands? Do elephants hold trunks? They sure do. A lot or what? They ca yes. They caress with their trunks. Um, there are many photos on our website where you can see elephants caressing each other, <laughs> holding each other, having one trunk around another elephant's leg or on their faces or trunk to trunk. They're incredibly tactile, and when they have a, a strong feeling for another elephant, they express it very tactily. Is there a problem with getting too cold on the property there in Tennessee? Well, you know, when we chose this location for the sanctuary, it was after much research. So we were looking for a location that was going to meet the needs of the species. And so it, it isn't, uh, this is a subtropical climate here in Honewall, Tennessee, which is very, uh, so somewhat mirrors the environment uh, that Asian elephants live in. Now in January and, and this year's a little bit in February, um, the nighttime temperatures do drop below what would be normal for elephants. And elephants come from areas where the climate ranges from, the temperature ranges from between 30 degrees and 110 degrees. Yep. So when our, when our temperatures here drop below 30, it's always uh, after dark. Never during the daytime, yep. or if it is, it's one day a year. Yeah. And so during that time at night, then the elephants will come in to the heated barns. They have free choice access to come and go in and out of the barns, so they can come in and get warmed up if they choose. Uh, and then many of them, especially in the month of January, will stay in uh, during the night and then in the morning go back out and continue their day. Yeah. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Carol Buckley, who's founder of the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee. How have they enriched your life personally? Um, I have spent my adult life living with and caring for elephants, starting with, uh, a baby elephant that I met in my first year of college and elephants are my life hmm. and how they've enriched my life is to help me to continue to learn more about who I am and how to be a good person and how to help others especially elephants <laughs> so so you as a human being are telling me that the elephants help teach you how to be a better human being. Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's I'll very tell good. you I'll tell you, Keith and I had just brought in uh this extraordinary cat. We still have him and he's still extraordinary. But he was like eight weeks old and he came into the house and Keith and I were about to have this argument that we repeatedly had. And, you know, it took us about another year and a half before we finally resolved it. But as we were about to have this argument we, with this cat in our presence for the first time, we both stopped and went, 
geez, I'm embarrassed to have an argument in front of this cat. <laughs> it's, it's like you could just tell that this cat was saying, you know, you guys are both full of it. Could you get over it and move on to something that matters? It, it was amazing. <laughs> he stopped us in our tracks, it just, you know, and, and quickly the uh, argument, you know, got dissipated. less and less and less and just uh, went out the house. It just wasn't there anymore after a while. Yeah. Just like an energy that he impregnated the room of, come on, get get over it. They have a way of really, um, you know, bringing things, letting you understand really how important things are or are not. Yes. Yeah. You have a program called Acres for Elephants? Yes, we do. What's that about? Our Acres for Elephants is our fundraising program whereby we raise money to pay for the land that mm -hmm. we um, provide for the elephants. And when we started in 1995, we started with 110 acres, and now, 13 years later, we are now at 2,700 acres. Wonderful. Ooh, lovely. Pardon? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, so, and, and it has been as a result of the generosity of people who have, you know, studied our program, learned about what we're doing, and, and wanted to be a part of it and, you know, help it to happen for elephants. So here now, these elephants have access to 2,700 acres, which is, um, you know, a dream come true for them because all of these elephants and most elephants you see in captivity were, were you know, kidnapped from the wild. Yes. Taken away from their families, their mothers and their families, and, you know, many elephants will never again see anything that resembles their homeland. So when elephants come here, you can tell the look on their face. It's just like they are just shocked. Yes. Um, not, not only it's, you know, how beautiful it is and, and what they have access to, but the, the sheer freedom of it yes. all, just the sheer freedom to be an elephant amongst many other elephants, just um, like with Delhi, you know, it just brings them back to life. I imagine 27... 100 acres is enough land for 19 elephants? It is, and actually it's enough land for many, many more because elephants don't live a solitary life. Yes. They function uh, in, in groups, in, in family units. Family, and yeah. So where, when someone says to me, well, how much land does one elephant need and then how much land does 10 elephants need? Right. It's about the same thing. It's the same thing is because yeah. if, if the 10 elephants are healthy, happy, and functioning as elephants would be, then they all, they use the same land. And that's not to mean that one elephant needs less land. It does not. Yep. Because if you only had one elephant, it would still need as much land as ten elephants utilize. Exactly. We had this little bird we got one time that I went to this breeder who keeps these little birds in these dinky little boxes. And it, you know, breaks my heart. Oh, this is a story. And, um, the guy, I said, I want her. Oh, you don't want her. She's old. You don't want her. And I says, I want her. Well, $30, fine. I'll take her. She got into our cage, which gave them a 10 foot, 10 foot. span to fly in. Mm hmm. And she, for six months, all she did about a hundred times a day was flew back and forth. Just with such joy. She finally got to fly, yeah. and then she died. <laughs> and it was the best spent $30 that we ever did. Yeah. I'll tell you. That was a beautiful thing. We gave her a chance to have freedom. Okay, hold on. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Uh, stay with us. We will be right back.